Hey everyone, this is Lynn Bartan, and you are listening to the Apex Hour on KSUU Thunder 91.1. In this show, you get more personal time with the guests who visit Southern Utah University from all over, learning more about their stories and opinions beyond their presentations on stage. We will also give you some new music to listen to and hope to turn you on to some new sounds and new genres. You can find us here every Thursday at 3 p.m., on the web at seu.edu slash apex or email us at seuapex at icloud.com. But for now, welcome to this week's show here on Thunder 91.1. All right. Well, here we are back Thursday, 3 p.m. KSUU Thunder 91.1. You're listening to the Apex Hour. My name is Lynn Vartan. And today our event was called Meet the Business Building. And in the live event, we learned about the brand new building that's going up on campus and the design of the building, the construction of the building, what it's going to do for the future of our campus and our university. But we have a special opportunity on the radio show today to go a different direction. I'm so happy here to have in the studio Elise and Ileana and I'll let them introduce themselves and we're going to talk about SUU's International Film Festival which is going on right now and we're going to tell you more about it as the hour goes on. But for right now, Ileana, tell us a little bit about <laughs> yourself. Well, thank you for having us. We're really happy to be here. Um, my name is Ileana Portaro, and I'm an assistant professor of Spanish here at SU, and I specialize in Latin American literature and culture. Awesome. Welcome. And Elise. Uh, my name is Elise Leahy. I am an associate professor of French, and I am part of the International Cinema at Southern Utah University team, and I'm happy to be here, Lynn. Thank you so much for coming and spending time with me. As you know, this is this radio show is brand new, and so it's so fun to have like nice friends in the house. Yay. <laughs> hey, we're super thrilled to be here. Yay. Well, let's get into it. I am thrilled that we have an international cinema experience here at Southern Utah University, and I know my students love it as well. So we can just start the conversation by telling us a little bit about the history of this festival, how long it's been going on, how it came to be, just that kind of thing. Yeah, um, well, I can start, and maybe you can talk a little bit about the French Film Festival, but our department has a really long history of uh, hosting an annual film festival. We started with separate film festivals for Spanish and French, and we... I, I, don't remember how long we did those, but for especially for French, we did them for quite a while, like four or five years or so. Uh, ever since Rosa Perez, my colleague in French, oh, arrived, yeah. we started the first year she was here, so it's maybe been 10 years. Yes, oh, wow. so it's been a really long time. And then last year um, was our inaugural International Film Festival, and the team, um, our colleague in German, Corey Twitchell, Rosa Paris in French, Elise, and myself, uh, we kind of just joined forces and resources and decided to, instead of having all these little separate film festivals, to just have one 
big festival in the spring where we would bring uh, speakers and um, guests and just have it be a little bit of a larger event. I love it. I think that's great. So this is the second year mm-hmm. that it's been in sort of this larger form. Yeah. And for those people listening who might want to ca- keep following it, it's always in the spring. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And right around this February, very beginning of February time period. Yeah. So it's sort of like we kick off the year. We usually plan most of summer and in the fall mm-hmm. um, and encourage anybody who wants to know how to organize a film festival to contact us Um, and so in the spring in the spring we kick off with the festival early in the year that's great and has it uh, tell me about the amount how did you decide it on it's six films and Mm -hmm. we can kind of maybe talk about the breakdown and we'll get into the specific films as we go along but sure yeah Um, Well, usually in the summer, we kind of touch base and sort of just ask each other what we've been watching, what, you know, what, you know, what's kind of making us happy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, and then we narrow it down to a few themes, right? And then we just kind of get back together in the fall with a list of films and we kind of pitch them to one another, watch them and and see what uh, what's good not only for our students and our community, but what makes sense for the year's theme. Each year has a, a theme or a focus. Um, so we try to find films that fit that that cool. theme. So well, we, we end yeah, up with oh sorry, we end up with two German mm-hmm. language, two Spanish language, and two French language mm-hmm. films over yeah. a two week period. Oh, the last year we had one also like a French Chinese film. Oh yes. or So like sometimes you know we'll we'll break those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell us about the location. They're always held in the same place. Yeah, so they're held in the Sherwin Smith Theater. Um, and in during these past few years, we've also been involved um, with the help of the provost, Brett Cook, um, in sort of updating the equipment in the theater. So uh, we just... We, we've been using that space for a really long time and we just want it to be sort of a, a place w- that people associate with, with film yeah. on campus. And it's really made a huge difference. I mean, new projector, new system mm-hmm. in there. It's a really nice film watching experience. It's an intimate sort of room and, and so the format for them, tell me a little bit. I know there's introduction. I mean, I know because I'm doing one. There's yes. introduction <laughs> and then the film. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about how the, how the evening develops. So um, we, once we have a list of films, we think about our friends and colleagues across campus, and we think of a professor um, in some discipline that's related to the theme of each film, and invite them to kind of be the host of the evening. And um, so, uh, for example... Oh, I guess we'll get to the films in a minute. But so the the um, professor will come in and make a few comments, five or ten minutes, giving some context, maybe talking about the genre, talking about the filmmaker, and then we all watch the film, and then we invite whoever wants to stay for a Q and A, and we've had mm-hmm. some really good discussions. Yeah, I think what's really interesting too when we pick the films and we brainstorm about presenters is um, bringing people from different disciplines. Yeah, because you know when we pick the film, sometimes we're thinking them from our disciplines from Spanish, French, German, and so it's always nice to invite someone, uh, like an expert in another field, and see how they interpret the film, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of have more interdisciplinary discussions about the film, you know, that we're watching that evening. So that's always, I think, the most fascinating part. 
Yeah, I love that aspect of it. I mean, just just all the cross connections. I mean, mm -hmm. the connections of getting other people involved and also introducing people to a film. I mean, in my case, which we'll talk about, I didn't know the artist uh, or the film that I'm going to be presenting. And I am so mm -hmm. glad that I learned about her. And I know other people who are presenting have the same, you know, mm -hmm. feel. And I also know that the Q&A at the end, if people, it's of course not mandatory, but if people yeah. want to stay, even my students who went to one of the films last night just said how valuable that conversation oh, was great. and how cool to talk to people about film people he do, he doesn't know so you get all mm. these different ideas sort of flowing and brewing together yeah so. and I think last night's discussion was particularly interesting it was for one of the German films and that audience was just great that Q&A was probably one of the best I've been part of in oh, a long cool. time um and also that's also interesting because um we we just never know who's going to attend the films it's not just for students it's for faculty community members so we have uh several community members that come every year and every film and every oh, film and they stay for the q a and so students sometimes interact with people from the community or just from different walks of life and everybody it's it's sort of a safe space we we serve as moderators uh, especially when we're dealing maybe with some you know heavier films or yeah. more political or you know films that require a little bit of just uh, a moderator mm -hmm. and we've always been very successful and just very proud of like the discussions that students are able to have with others that's amazing that's so cool yeah. well tell us about the theme for this year um should I go ahead? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, well, <laughs> the theme for this year um, is women, mm -hmm. just in general. Um, and you can interrupt me and chime in. But well, was it's so timely? I mean, how this happened, and you were deciding this last summer. I mean, mm -hmm. you, did you have any inkling how important this top? I mean, the topic. I mean, we are three professional women here, so it's an important topic. But did you have any inkling for how important this and timely this would be right now? I think the fun thing about this new group that we formed last year and working with four of us across three disciplines is is the synergy um, that comes from just everybody's ideas. Mm -hmm. and so cool. So we just started brainstorming films, and it turns out all the films are either uh, made by a woman director or women are you know the main characters and um, so it's sor it's sort of one or the other they don't all have to be exactly mm -hmm. the same or be a various genre yeah in fact that's the interesting part because when we get together and say okay this is our theme we don't see each other until months later and then everybody brings in their films and pitches their ideas and so that's how the films get selected so no they're drastically and I just realized preparing for the interview today there are different time periods different genres, different countries, different uh, filmmakers, different styles. The documentary yesterday was in black and white. Uh, and the the first documentary, Dolores, was drastically different from the one we watched last night. So it's that diversity that's really interesting as well. That it's, it, We have a theme, but within that theme, there's a lot of richness. I love it. Well, let's get into the film specifically. Two have already shown, and so we'll just touch on those briefly, um, and maybe we'll begin with talking with about Dolores. So Dolores, 
really kind of started the yes I can, right? Yeah, I mean, the si se puede. Si se puede <laughs> came from her. So yeah. maybe I have the trailer to play, but maybe tell us just a little uh, synopsis of that yeah. film. So growing up in California, uh, Dolores Huerta was just uh, like a childhood hero. She's in a lot of murals and um, in just a, there's a lot of depictions of her, but in the history books, she doesn't really show up. Um, a few years ago, we screened a document, not a documentary, but actually uh, like a biopic about Cesar Chavez. Mm -hmm. And during the Q&A, actually, with the audience, one of the things that the, the people in the audience mentioned the most was how Dolores Huerta appears maybe in two scenes. And, and yet she was like such a striking character that people wanted to know more about her. So when, we, when I saw that they had made a documentary about her, life and her contributions as uh, as an activist. I mean, she's like 87 years old and she's still out there awesome. fighting and um, we just it just seemed like a great choice for this year. And really uh, along with Cesar Chavez, the two of them founded the United Farm Workers Movement. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's huge mm -hmm. um, and interesting that um, we don't hear as much mm -hmm. about Dolores. Yeah, and the documentary itself was really interesting because it not only touched upon her contributions in American history, um, but also touched a little bit about her personal life and just really, it's, I started thinking about what all the films have in common and I think that's something that, that, that I picked up during that screening was just how, just how women, just what it means to be a woman, regardless of where you are, uh, decade or background, like how, how do women try to have a work-life balance? How do they try to maneuver all these social situations? And yeah. anyway, it's a really fascinating film. Great. And as we said, that one has already shown, but I'm sure mm -hmm. you could find it online. And we have a little bit of a trailer from it. So let's listen to the official theatrical ta trailer from Dolores, the film. Icon. She's a civil rights hero. She's the first general that I followed into war. She's not afraid to speak truth to power. Dolores Huerta, who is an old friend of mine. The FBI knew how dangerous Dolores was. Dolores came up with the slogan, Si se puede. Yes, we can. You were a young girl growing up in America in the 40s. You must have had a dream. After I had seen the miserable conditions of farm workers, Cesar Chavez said, we have to organize a union. So you had this ambience all around you that you could really change the world. It's beyond question the largest gathering on behalf of farm workers in California history. I wish they'd all go back to where they came from. We had no labor troubles. She wasn't asking for permission. She just did what needed to be done. She has such a firm belief in what she's doing. We've never given up. That she infects you with it. Dolores Huerta. 90,000 people were poisoned in the fields of the United States of America. The farm workers founded the whole idea of environmental justice. Men were threatened by her power. She's a very volatile individual. She's an insult. People wanted to see her in a more traditional role. I left a couple of my children behind. That's part of the sacrifice that we made and that we had to make. And it still pains me when I think about it. 
people in power have no idea of the true heroes of this country. I would not have been able to see what's hidden in the fields of our country without the words. We're knee deep in sexism when it comes to why she isn't studied and why people don't know her. Latina girls need to see statues of you. We were trying to set the record straight. I mean, women cannot be written out of history. All right. Welcome back. This is the Apex Hour uh, here on KSUU Thunder 91.1. What you just heard was the official film trailer to the film Dolores, which is part of the International Film Festival here at Southern Utah University. This is the Apex Hour. My name is Lynn Vartan, and I am joined with Elise and Ileana here in the station today, and we are talking about this amazing festival that's going on right now at SUU. And I suppose we should mention that anybody can find out information about this on the website and the web it's su.edu slash international or you could just google the international um, film festival it actually if you go to the department of languages and philosophy website uh, you will find a link to all the films and the descriptions and the perfect. percenters etc perfect awesome well that one played on monday uh, this past monday january <laughs> 29th and um it's just a, a great we were just talking over the break about santana being involved as a producer and the actor benjamin bratt and his <laughs> brother Peter, I think, is his name. Yet yeah. Peter Bright directed it, so just a great, a, a great film that's out there. We had another one, just of our past ones, on Wednesday, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, last night we showed a German film called After Winter Comes Spring by the um, Berlin-based. Oh. No, um, um, and it was really fascinating film made in 1988, so about uh, two years before the Berlin Wall came down. Oh. But it was um, a documentary, uh, a woman traveling around East Germany and just talking to people about their experiences. More women um, were interviewed, I think, in terms of mm -hmm. uh, the time spent on, on camera. But um, just talking to different women, it seemed as if she was meeting people on trains and mm -hmm. talking about their work and talking about their lives. And it was extremely fascinating the way people would open up and the stories that we heard. And uh, it was all in black and white and just very interesting. Yeah, it was very personal and just uh, a very, like, very different tone than Dolores, but just very powerful. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I want to move on to the ones to come. You know, we don't want to spend too much time on what has happened, but we wanted to make sure to give the audience an opportunity to kind of hear a little bit if they want to seek out these films. So there are four more films. Yes. So let's start. The next one is coming up on Monday, this upcoming Monday. Feb oh, no, no actually Saturday. Saturday. Right. Yeah. Sorry. 
Tell me all about it. Um, so Saturday at 2, we're going to be showing The Unknown Girl, which is uh, a French film. And Lisa, you want to talk a little bit about sure. that? Sure. Um, well, this is an experiment. We've never done a matinee before. Oh. Usually we always um, show the films in the evenings during the week, but we thought we'd see how a matinee goes over mm -hmm. in terms of public. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a film by the Dardenne brothers. Uh, Jean-Pierre and Luc Dardenne are two Belgian filmmakers and um, it's somewhere between a drama and a mystery. Oh. It's about a woman doctor who's in her uh, doctor's office with a, a resident and someone knocks on the door and it's an hour after closing time. They're exhausted. They've had a long day. They don't answer the door. And it turns out that a crime occurs and the woman who was knocking on the door is murdered. Oh, and the wow. police come and interview the doctor and the doctor feels terrible um, at not opening the door. Mm -hmm. And it sort of, it she becomes obsessed really with figuring out what is the mystery behind the murder of the oh, wow. person. I'm All excited. kinds of themes of... of mystery and guilt and obsession mm -hmm. and all of that mm -hmm. and have you seen you've seen it I've seen it and, and um, we also we showed another film by the Dardenne brothers a few years ago called boy on a bike oh, and yeah. Okay. yeah and so um, it's it's it is gripping uh -huh. and um, also very much real realism it's really a very real picture of a doctor's life and then her becoming obsessed with it, discovering the the answer to the mystery. So that's kind of this their the mm -hmm. style of this mm -hmm. one. I mean, it's easy to. I mean, we I, would be easy. To, I can see myself getting <laughs> obsessed with something like that and, and falling into that. And mm -hmm. to sort of watch that unfold in front of your eyes sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. And again, that'll be on Saturday, February third, this upcoming Saturday, two days from now, mm -hmm. at two p.m. The location, once again, is the Sharwan Smith Theater, um, and that's right here on campus in the Sharwan Smith Student Center, um, and and that film is called The Unknown Girl, mm -hmm. is, the, is the English. Yeah, and just in case, all the films are not only free, but subtitled, so... You know, if you don't speak German, French, or Spanish, not to worry. We got you. <laughs> That's perfect. I'm so glad you mentioned that. That's exactly right. And it really, come one, come all, because mm -hmm. some of the films you can see online, but maybe not this year, maybe next year yeah. or something. And so some of them are available. That's the case with Dolores. Dolores is not out yet. Um, I think it will be out on PBS next month, but it will be a shortened version than the mm -hmm. one we showed. Yeah. Um, but then after... Um, the library usually does a great job of purchasing the films, um, so they have a great collection here on campus. So if you're a student, you can always, after the festival is over, check out the library and go watch some films. Oh, that's a great yeah. tip as well. Mm -hmm. So you can check out a ton of those. My students are always asking that, and yeah. I, I forget to tell them that, mm -hmm. so now I'm going to remember. Okay. Well, that's Saturday, and then let's go one more into yeah. next week before our next break. So this is Monday, February 5th at 5 p.m., yeah. again, Sharwan Theater. This, this will, one, yeah. This will be The Drifter, which is a German uh, film, and um, from what I remember, the heroine is sort of the main like the the main character of the story um, and she loses her job and you see her struggle just with 
what it means to lose her job and everything that she's dealing with um, in her life at that moment. Uh, this one is kind of our, I don't want to give too much away because it's our big event of the of the festival. We have a guest speaker coming from the University of Maryland. I think so, yeah. I believe mm-hmm. so. Uh, Dr. Hester Beyer, and she will not only be uh, introducing the film, but she'll also have uh, a Q&A with students as part of the Dinner and Dialogue series hosted by the Tanner Center oh, here right. on campus. So. Uh, yeah, and that film is directed by Berlin-based filmmaker Tatiana Taransky, mm-hmm. who uh, Hester, Dr. Bayer has interviewed um, in Berlin for her current book project. Mm-hmm. So I'm, we're really excited yeah. about um, Dr. Bayer being here to introduce the film and... and and she'll also be visiting our classes, so she'll be on campus uh, on Tuesday as well, mm-hmm. visiting German classes and also uh, Language 3250, which is World Cinema, mm-hmm. which is a course that we team teach um, in English. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. And that course for any students listening, what's the, do you know the number offhand in case anybody's yeah, interested in it in the future? It's uh, German, French, or Sp- Spanish or language 3250. 3250. Yeah, we teach in English, but we allow our students to write in they can write in English French Spanish or German and get credit in the language of that they in which they study and and is going to the the film festival films that's the requirement for the course or is it at times it's part of the course and other times it's part of film reviews that the students do a lot of them attend just because they're really interested in film in general but the course itself the offerings rotate every every time I we've see. taught it. Yeah. So the films this year that are on the syllabus are not from the roster of I the see. festival. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great because actually I have students ask all the time. So any students out there, anybody listening that is interested in uh, getting deeper into films and exploring more films, this is the class for you. Remind me of the number one more time. It's language 3250. Mm-hmm. 3250, great. And really, Dr. Twitchell, Corey Twitchell, who mm-hmm. arrived last year in German... Um, is is has been a huge boost because he's really a film scholar and we're getting a chance to learn about German films ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's we, great. We used to teach the class just the two of us, but now we have a uh, we have a German. Now we're component. complete. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And so again, the Drifter will be next Monday, and and this is really. Uh, uh, Identity, it says, I'm reading the the press release for it, deals with the question of identity donating meaning of work. So, uh, you know, just really interesting about how this this person kind of goes through this uh, evolution with her Mm -hmm. career and the losing of her career and then all of the things after that. Yeah, it's very complex sort of identity crisis. Perfect. (laughs) We love those, don't we? (laughs) All right. Well, I think it's time for another little musical break. Um, So in looking at these films, uh, the last film we're going to talk about is the one that I'm going to introduce, which has a lot to do with music. And I am completely transfixed by uh, the music uh, from this film. Uh, The artist is the centerpiece for the film, and we'll get into a little bit more of that later. But the actress who plays her has redone a lot of her music. And so we're going to listen to a song, Maldigo del Alto Cielo, um, that's from the soundtrack done by the artist who will be performing Violetta in the film. Maldigo del Alto Cielo 
la estrella con su reflejo, maldigo los azulejos, destellote el arroyuelo, maldigo del bajo suelo, la viera con sus contornos, maldigo el fuego del horno, porque mi alma está de luto, maldigo los estatutos del tiempo, con sus bochornos, cuánto será. Maldigo la cordillera de los Andes y de la costa, maldigo toda la angosta y larga faja de tierra, también la paz y la guerra, lo franco, lo veleidoso, maldigo lo perfumoso, porque mi anhelo está muerto, maldigo todo lo cierto y lo falso, con lo dudoso, cuanto será mi Maldigo la primavera con sus jardines en flor y del otoño el color yo lo maldigo de vera y la nube pasajera la maldigo tanto y tanto porque padez con quebranto maldigo el invierno entero con el no sincero, maldigo, profano y santo, cuánto será mi dolor. Maldigo la solitaria, figura de la bandera, maldigo cualquier emblema, la Venus y la Araucaria. Okay, you are here listening to the Apex Hour on Thunder 91.1. My name is Lynn Bartan, and you we're here talking about the International Film Festival this week. What you just heard was a song called Mel Maldigo del Alto Cielo, and that is from one of the films that we're going to be talking about, actually the last one, which is about the Chilean uh, folk artist, singer, fabric maker, all things just amazing uh, and the the the, ca the character or the artist that the film is about is Violeta Parra and the music that you just heard is uh, her, one of her songs done by the actress Francisca Gavilan who is playing Violeta in the movie um, really really powerful stuff welcoming back Elise and Ileana to the studio and we're going to continue our discussion um, and the films we have a couple more to cover but before we 
get to those, I know that Ileana has to run off and teach a little mm-hmm. bit early. So we're going to take a little pause and do my favorite segment, <laughs> which is what's making you kind of happy or passionate or what's turning you on right now personally. Oh and gosh. it can be anything. It could be a record. It mm-hmm. could be a book. It could be yeah. a movie. It could be TV. We, we kind of <laughs> cover all the range here. But I think it's really nice to just get a little bit of a personal mm-hmm. uh, connection with people and and maybe I get turned on to new things and as well as our audience so what's making you happy this week uh well this week I am obsessed with podcasts (laughs) (laughs) yeah I love podcasts I think we're all obsessed with podcasts at the moment um my favorite uh that I just been listening to every morning uh is Latinos Who Lunch Oh wow! Um, Latinos who lunch are is a podcast based out of Las Vegas. Uh, the the host of the of that podcast were actually here at SU a couple years ago for Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, one is uh, an artist, um, and the other one, Justin and Pablito. One's an artist, and the other uh, host is an art history professor. And they just talk about art and music and politics and everything that is good in the world and not so good in the world, <laughs> but oh from a Latino perspective, a Latino queer perspective. So oh, cool. it is a good, good podcast to listen to. And the title again is Latinos Who Lunch. Latinos Who Lunch. I yeah. <laughs> and you, I assume you can find it anywhere. Yeah, on it's on iTunes and all the other services. Um, yeah, and it's based out of Las Vegas, so they often do events in Las Vegas and even record live. And yeah, it's a, it's a great one to listen to. That's great. So I know you love podcasts. And so when do you listen? Do you listen like while you're walking around or do you listen to and from school? When When's your choice podcast um, listening? Usually when I'm getting ready in the mornings, I'll, like we don't have a TV at home at least like in the like main floor and so so I just turn on uh, the radio or just have a list of podcasts that I listen to while I'm getting ready or Sundays like Mm -hmm. in the morning or you know while doing things in the kitchen or I don't know just doing chores around the house (laughs) I love it that's so cool okay I'm totally gonna subscribe to that one Latinos who lunch I love it Elise, how about you? What's making you happy? What What are you turned on about these days? Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can choose one thing. That's um, okay. But one, one thing I'll say is I joined Cedar Yoga Space um, in November, oh. and I have a I love all the teachers, mm-hmm. and I love and I love how they have a real wide variety of classes there of different kinds of yoga. So I'm loving uh, my awesome. yoga classes. Oh my gosh, you've totally inspired me. I love <laughs> yoga. I do it at home, but I been meaning to get over there oh it's great they have all they have classes in the morning and the evening it's just and and they have all kinds of like shambhava yoga i never even did that before but it's great oh cool I love so um i'm also super excited about um tr- planning my study abroad i'll be taking students to france in may oh so i'm in the midst of planning that and i'm also just excited about all the german and other films i'm seeing this semester even french films because i'm teaching another class so i'm enjoying homework is sitting at home watching movies it's not bad (laughs) pretty good that's pretty good i love it you're doing homework yeah (laughs) i was yeah i am doing homework i have to prepare and how long is your study abroad 
Um, I go for, I'll take students for three weeks. We have two weeks in Paris and a week in Nice. Oh, my gosh. And then um, I have a conference in La Rochelle, so I'll have a whole month in France oh, the, that's this great. summer. And is it still open in case anybody listening is interested, or are you full Sure. Um, actually, um, we've closed the application, but we can open it up if somebody's interested because we're going. We've got a group. It's it's We haven't started you know buying plane tickets or anything yet, and all they'd have to do is contact me or the study abroad office and we can we can sure take more students if people are interested so if anybody's itching to go to france in may Mm -hmm. this is where to go Mm -hmm. oh that's wonderful okay well let's get back to the films um we have a couple more films to talk about um the the fifth film in the series is going to be shown next wednesday february 7th at 5 p.m and again that's in the sharwan theater here in the sharwan smith center on scu's campus as part of the SCU International Film Festival. And that film is called I Don't Belong Anywhere. What a a transformative title. Would you like to tell us about it? Sure. Um, This is I Don't Belong Anywhere, the cinema of Chantal Ackermann, who was a Belgian filmmaker and a very experimental one at that. In fact, Um, Really, um, that means that we're having sort of a Belgian uh, sub-theme. But um, she made over 40 films in her career, and every one was something new and very different. And this is a documentary by a director named Marianne Lambert um, about her, her cinema. And since we're teaching world cinema right now, and we really do like the film festival to be an experience for students and community members to see things that are not available at other theaters in town or that they don't get a chance to see, we thought this would be a cool component of our roster. This one I was super curious about. So she was sort of a nomad. The, 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 the central figure that is being discussed in this film was a, was a nomad and filmmaker. Is that right? Yeah, I think, what, I think that the word nomad in this context means that she made films in Paris, in oh, New York, okay. in Brussels, in Tel Aviv. So she didn't really just work in one place, but traveled around and, and different types of subject matter. I see, I see. And stylistically, do you, can you tell us any more about sort of the, how the film is shot or the aesthetic of it? Well, so this is, I think that given uh, that it's a documentary about her filmmaking, it will give, I think that there are snippets of many different films that she made. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, very ex- a very experimental filmmaker. Mm-hmm. One of the films I'm going to use in, in my conversation through cinema class that I'm teaching in French this semester is called No Home Movie. And it was the last film that she made before she passed away. Um, and she was living with her mother as her mother was mm-hmm. getting old and, and dying. And she just did a handheld oh. camera and filmed her mother and, and, and kind of talked about their, how her mother was the inspiration for her work. Wow. And wondered, now what, with the passing of her mother? That's going to be very powerful. And then we've talked a little bit about the, the professors that we'll be introducing. This one is going to be introduced by Todd Peterson, who's one of our awesome characters around campus, and I love working with him, professor of English. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, and those of you who know him know that he will have so many amazing things to say about 
about it, I think. So that's cool. That's going to be Wednesday, February 7th, 5 p.m., and that's called I Don't Belong Anywhere. And again, that'll be in the Sharwan Theater on SU campus. So before we get to talking about Violetta, the one that I probably know the most about, we're going to play one more song um, from her. And again, this is um, music originally by Violetta Parra, but that is being performed by the actress uh, Francisca Gavilan, who plays Violetta Parra in the movie. And this is Volver a los 17. And you are listening to Thunder 91.1. Volver a los 17 Después de vivir un siglo Es como descifrar signos Sin ser sabio competente Volver a ser de repente Tan frágil como un segundo Volver a sentir profundo Como un niño frente a Dios Eso es lo que siento yo En este instante fecundo Se va enredando, enredando Como en el muro la hiedra Y va brotando, brotando Como el mujito en la piedra Como el mujito en la piedra Y ahí sí, sí, sí
par en par la ventana Se abrió como por encanto Entró el amor con su manto Como una tibia mañana Al son de su bella diana Hizo brotar el jazmín Volando cual serafín Al cielo le puso arete Y mis años en diecisiete Los convirtió en querubín se va enredando, enredando, como en el muro la hiedra. Y va brotando, brotando, como el mojito en la piedra. Como el mojito en la piedra, y ahí sí, sí, sí. Okay, well, welcome back. That was Volver a los 17. And we were just talking about the title as sort of like to go back to being 17, mm -hmm. sort yeah, of a memory. Volver a los 17 is like to go back to, yeah. you know, what life was like when you were 17. Oh, I'm not sure I'd <laughs> want to do that. I don't think so either. <laughs> I can't quite decide. Uh, you're welcome back to the Apex Hour. This is Thunder 91.1. My name is Lynn Vartan, and we are talking about the SU International Film Festival. And here in the station with me is Elise and Ileana. And we are just talking about the six films. We've got two in Spanish, two in French, two in German happening right now over the course of these two weeks on campus. Um, so if you're interested in hearing about more of those or interested in learning about more of those, you can always shoot us an email <coughs> at seuapex at iCloud.com or you can go to the languages and philosophy webpage, the Department of Languages and Philosophy webpage, and all the films are listed there. They're completely free and open to the public, and um, it's a really special opportunity that we have here at SU. We have one more film to talk about, and it is called Violetta Went to Heaven, and um, this is the last Spanish film, the second of the two Spanish films. Um, this is going to be shown next Saturday, February 10th at 2 p.m., and it's another matinee mm -hmm. in the Sharwan Theater in the Sharwan Smith Center, the student center here on campus. And I'm going to be doing the introduction to this one, um, so I'm really excited to talk about it. But Ileana, I know you, before you have to go to run off to class, do you want to tell us a little bit about some of the background of this film? Yeah, so this is a biopic by the director Andres um, Wood. Uh, he's a really well-known Chilean director, um, and Violeta Parra is considered like the mother of uh, folk music in Latin America. So I guess if you're thinking of an equivalent of maybe like Bob Dylan or John Baez, um, and she was really um, prominent in the 60s with a genre called La Nueva Canción, which focused a lot on, um, on just folk music, politics, um, but also bringing back or actually sort of not bringing back, but utilizing uh, instruments from South America in the music. So it's a fascinating style. I mean, canción is like an old song style, mm -hmm. you know, and then this, the, the, this genre, this nueva canción, which is in, uh, it's a 20th century genre, you know, is one that 
takes that old sound, the old instruments, the old folk song, but yet gives it a more, uh, slightly more aggressive, slightly more mm-hmm. political, slightly more charged yeah. kind of and feel And also to poetic. It. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the songs are very, very poetic. They're all, you know, singer-songwriters. So uh, in the film, you'll, like, you'll learn about her life and her upbringing and her, um, you know, how she got into music. Uh, and also there will be a focus on uh, the work that she did to collect songs from the Chilean countryside um, that were being lost or were not being appreciated. So she goes around the countryside not only recording people singing old songs, but, you know, learning about instruments and just uh, traditions in general. Yeah, I was amazed by her. I mean, mm-hmm. I uh, I didn't know about her prior to watching this film or learning about this film. But the thing that I was absolutely transfixed by was she's really an unconventional figure. I mean, that's one thing about her that's really interesting. But also the variety of the stuff that she did. And, uh, and you know, it, it really does, it's, it's, it's a theatrical, like you said, it's a biop, it's a, it's a theatrical depiction of her life. And so you really get a chance to kind of see how she found her voice. I mean, she starts mm-hmm. out as doing these tours of sort of almost, there were some religious plays and, and sort of got a little bit frustrated with how the, how the art was being portrayed and then she just picks up a drum and just goes for it and I have a little sample of of one of those songs and that's one of the things about it about her music that really kind of captured my heart is that some of these she just it's just her and a drum and so here's a little bit of a sample of that just so you can get a taste of of that Right, so that's just a little sample of some of what uh, Violeta Parra in this movie depicted by Francisca Gavilan does. Um, and, and just the music is only half of her story. I think the other thing that's so interesting that I was transfixed by, I mean, poet, painter, ethnomusicologist, but one of the things is that she ends up spending some time in Europe in um, mm-hmm. and really is doing a lot of fabric art and just decides to go to the Louvre and say, you know, my work should be in the loop. These, <laughs> these, these blankets or these tapestries that she, you know, they should, they should be in the Louvre Fabric Arts Museum, and they end they up being them. there. Yeah, she becomes the first Latin American. Uh, to have like a solo exhibition at the Louvre in Paris. <laughs> I know it's just it's just phenomenal, and and so one of the things that I'm anxious to talk about in the inner in the intro, and then also in in the Q and A, is this 
this concept of identity and force of will. And I'm sure you've seen it in the other films as well, but in her story, it's just this force of will that is just will not be you know, stopped under any w- yeah. any any way. I think on and off camera, like the festival just has some really powerful women all throughout. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And um, and so this 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 one, I'm I'm really really excited. I'm I'm excited for all of them. But uh, I was so happy to to learn about her and and learn about this. One other thing that she did that they depict in the film is that she sort of starts a. Uh, a center almost a center for folk music mm-hmm. kind of in in the film it's in a very picturesque location and and the idea is is that it's kind of this place for artists to just come and gather and yeah. and be fed and and mm-hmm. share music and it's she comes from a very artistic family i think her brother just recently passed away uh but in general you know in her family you have poets and musicians and just very artistic family overall uh which you know you learn a little bit about in the film and and just very involved in the arts in Latin America and in Chile that's phenomenal yeah that's beautiful well let's just recap just for a moment um the films that are upcoming and again Mm -hmm. you know here right now on the apex hour thunder 91.1 we're here talking about the international film festival that's on campus um we that it began at the beginning of this week but maybe if we could just talk briefly and remind us of the remaining four films so today is thursday february 1st and the next one i believe is saturday saturday at 2 p.m in the sharwan smith theater we have the unknown girl a um sort of thriller drama mystery by the dardenne brothers some belgian filmmakers then on Monday, February 5th at 5, we have The Drifter with our special guest, Dr. Hester Bayer. Uh, she will be uh, introducing the film and also leading uh, the dinner and dialogue after the screening. And on Wednesday, February 7th, we at 5, we have I Don't Belong Anywhere. The cinema of Chantal Ackerman. It's a um, documentary about this very interesting experimental Belgian filmmaker who made about 40 films over the course of her life. She's just been, she, she died only a couple of years ago. And this film came out in 2015 by director Marianne Lambert. And then we finish the festival on Saturday, February 10th at 2 p.m. with Violeta uh, Went to Heaven. And that will be introduced by our lovely host, and hopefully she'll bring her drums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for both of you to, for spending your time today. Again, all of the films are free and open to the public and in the Sharwan uh, Theater in the Sharwan Smith Student Center. And again, if you want to check out more, that they'll all be on the Department of Languages uh, web, website with SUU, or you can email us at SUU. Uh, ape, sorry, SU Apex at iCloud.com. Um, you've been listening to the Apex Hour here on Thunder 91.1. My name is Lynn Vartan, and I am your host. And we'll see you back next week, Thursday, 3 p.m., right here. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much for listening to the Apex Hour here on KSUU Thunder 91.1. Come find us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. for more conversations with the visiting guests at Southern Utah University and new music to discover for your next playlist. 
And in the meantime, we would love to see you at our events on campus. To find out more, check out seu.edu slash apex or email us at seuapex at icloud.com. Until next week, this is Lynn Vartan saying goodbye from the Apex Hour here on Thunder 91.1.